Oftentimes, effective podcasting is less about what we do, and it's more about where we aim our focus. And in this episode, I'll be sharing one of the top tips when it comes to effectively growing your podcast. Hey, welcome to Impact Podcaster Academy. My name is Al Kasson, and I help podcasters create more impact and income online without them needing to go viral or rely on sponsors. So when it comes to effective podcasting, um, at its core, it's about understanding your audience's perspective and uh, their desires on a deeper level. And then with your content, you're actively creating ways to connect with them on a deeper level too. It's about being, you know, such an addition in their lives that you will be missed if you're gone. Essentially, what you're doing is you're creating a community. You know, without community, you're missing half of the equation when it comes to podcasting effectively. Like, sure, you know, you might be able to post content that allows for people to engage and, you know, they'll like it. And you might be able to share your content everywhere in an attempt to increase traffic to your show. But without community, there's no reason for why people would, would even, like, you know, stick around uh, with your podcast or even purchase anything from you. And that's just like, you know, the cold truth. I'm sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to sound rude there. Uh, in fact, you know, many podcasters, they, they face this issue online when it comes to driving uh, traffic to their show. And the issue is that they're focused only on driving traffic to their show. <laughs> and it's, it sounds kind of a little counterintuitive. Like, you know, if I'm focused on driving traffic to my show, then, you know, I should be able to increase the amount of traffic coming to my show. Uh, you know, but this, this problem of, of going about it with that approach, it's like trying to aim at a bullseye in order to hit it. And if you do, you know, if you're trying to hit a bullseye by aiming at the bullseye, you're just going to fall short. Uh, but let me explain for a second, because some of you who might be really good at shooting darts might be like, Alec, what in the world are you talking about? Well, uh, so one summer I actually spent like an entire week at, uh, at my cousin's house in Florida and my uncle, he is an avid darts player. And during my visit, you know, I would, uh, him and I, you know, we would just hang out in the backyard, maybe drink a beer, throw some darts, and we'll just be talking, hanging out. And uh, my gosh, this guy, he was so good that about like eight out of every 10 throws, shook, it would hit the bullseye. I'm like, dude, what in the world? But he basically lived in that backyard. He didn't actually live in it, but he would be out there throwing darts all the time. His form was solid. Uh, he knew exactly how to throw the start in order to hit the mark wherever he was aiming. I, on the other hand, you know, that was a totally <laughs> different story. It was like no matter how hard I tried to hit that bullseye, I would fall just short of hitting it. I tried throwing harder. You know, I tried, you know, turning my shoulders. I tried uh, holding my hand up higher before I threw. Nothing worked. And my uncle saw, he was like, all right, he saw I was getting a little bit frustrated. So he came to my aid and he's like, hey, Alec. Instead of trying to aim at the bullseye, how about you aim above the bullseye? And to my surprise, that actually worked. Not immediately, though, but it did, in fact, work. You know, if instead of him coming over and being like, adjust the elbow at this, out, at this leverage and then turn the wrist at that angle. No, he was just like, dude, you keep, it keeps falling under the thing. Why don't you just aim higher? And then it should just jump right in the thing. And then, wow, it actually did it. <laughs> so, you know, again, for the avid dart players, you know, I just got to mention that I am in no way trying to give advice when it comes to throwing darts. But I do hope that you can see where I'm going with this story. So by aiming to grow your audience, you know, aiming at that, you're aiming too short. You're going you're gonna to miss the mark. So instead of 
hitting it, you know, you're slightly off. You know, it's not getting, you're not getting to the place you want it to. So instead, if you actually were to, yeah, if you were to instead aim at building a community, you may find that the same amount of effort will actually lead to greater gains. Uh, this is demonstrated, like I've seen this in CrossFit, you know, years ago, CrossFit was like, not that big of a thing. Uh, at least like when I was in high school, CrossFit was like not a thing. And then uh, for those of you who you know haven't had the pleasure of being around someone who brags about doing CrossFit all the time, <laughs> it's a form of like really high intensity interval training that works on someone's cardiovascular system, uh, their muscular system, promotes strength, endurance gains, uh, and their progression, you know, how they improve, it's based on beating their own personal records, which is actually kind of cool. I like that approach. Uh, but to put it simply, you know, it's it's about pushing yourself so hard that you often feel like you're going to throw up, but you just keep going so you can do better than you did the week before. So, <laughs> but anyway, CrossFit, you know, although it's really not that different in its fitness approach from like all these other types of fitness programs, um, the thing that allowed for it to stick around was the fact that they weren't trying to sell people on working out. They were trying to sell people on a movement. And the people that were committed to that movement, they were part of a strong community. Now, most gyms, in fact, uh, they have like really quick turnarounds in terms of gym members. You know, people sign up on New Year's and then after a few months, you know, they, they never show up again until the next New Year's. But gyms that offer things like group coaching statistically, not only do they see higher rates of retention, but they also see that members who work out in groups actually get greater uh, results as well. So through the power of community and competition, people would stay longer and they would motivate each other to perform better. And CrossFit saw that and they capitalized on it. And shoot, you know, you see like there's CrossFit things everywhere, like CrossFit games, they got movies and they got whole... Uh, you know, social media channels devoted to just that. So you can see that, you know, when it comes to like working out, uh, it can be boring for a lot of people. There's nothing intrinsically exciting about it. And the same thing is true for podcasting. All like at its core, you're just hearing someone talk to you. And in most situations, you know, if, if you were to just only listen to someone talking at you, you know, you'd actively, actively would probably avoid those types of people. But the reason why people keep coming back to things like a certain type of podcast or back to something like like CrossFit, um, even something like why people continue to listen to Howard Stern or Joe Rogan, it's because they got a community. In fact, the entire internet culture, it's, it's, it's shifting more and more to this place where those who can provide connection and a sense of community with their audience are those who are gonna be able to see the most success online. You know, the internet, it used to be a place where those who flaunted things of like, oh yeah, look at me, I'm on top of the world, or you know, they're showing how much money they got or how successful they are. You know, a lot of the times that influenced how successful someone would be online. But now it's a place where anyone with a smartphone and an authentic personality can gain like a really large following. And it's not that these influencers are necessarily better at social media. Rather, it's just that they're better at coming across as more authentic, which helps to form uh, those communities. So in a world you know, where you can have Photoshop on your phone or you can have filters be applied literally automatically, like there's phones out there where you can take a photo, you don't need to edit it because it'll do it on its own. Um, 
you know, with all these things in the world, you know, it's getting easier to hide behind screen and it's getting harder to find people who are just simply like being real, you know? So, you know, this is another reason, exactly, like another reason why someone like Joe Rogan or Howard Stern saw a lot of success, you know, despite people not liking them for how they say things, you can't deny the fact that they're just simply being authentic, which is way more attractive to people than trying to pose as something that they're not. Now, you know, the idea here isn't to try and intentionally be rude or mean or anything like that. You know, I doubt Howard Stern or Joe Rogan are intentionally trying to get people uh, to be upset when it comes to them sharing their thoughts. However, you know, the idea that I'm trying to get across is that you must stand, you got to stand for something. You know, you got to draw your line in the sand um, and tell people like what your actual thoughts are and what what you believe in. And when you do this, oddly enough, you know, People are going to have to choose in their mind whether they're going to follow you or just turn to someone else. And a lot of us think like, you know, this idea, you know, it's, oh, it's kind of frightening because you may not want to turn people away. But as the saying goes, you know, if you stand for nothing, you fall for everything. And you better bet that, you know, your podcast will fall in downloads if you try to appease everyone. So um, an example that I have uh, with my own podcast and online ministry is that I like to make clear that I believe it's possible to be successful online without needing to go viral and without needing to have a large, a large audience. You know, I also make it clear that, you know, if you are working hard to provide a lot of value with your show and you're contributing a good amount of value into the world, you deserve to be compensated for that. You know, you deserve to get, get paid for what you do. Uh, and people who hear that, you know, they're going to experience one of three things. The first thing is that, you know, they will, they will, hear what I say, and they're going to stand uh, stand by it, confidently join me because, you know, triggers positive emotions, or they'll, they might be curious to learn more about maybe why I have these beliefs, or the third thing is they're going to be, you know, they'll completely disagree with me because uh, it triggers negative emotions. They're going to be like, nope, I don't believe that, screw you, and then they leave. That's totally fine, like, the people can believe what they want, uh, but no matter what, you know, by drawing my line in the sand, I'm triggering either curiosity or high levels of emotions and when it comes to engagement online the best thing you can do is create curiosity or evoke strong emotions uh, online news companies you know their articles have headlines that evoke feelings of fear anger or worry to get more engagement and when they do this studies have actually shown that they get way more engagement than headlines that have uh, you know positive phrases and the same is true for headlines that evoke curiosity versus headlines that are that very clearly communicate what the core content is. Uh, this is why it feels like you know news stations are always trying to share bad news, and it's why there's so many clickbaity titles because, quite frankly, it works. It gets people to click and engage. Um, however, when, you know when it comes to drawing your line in the sand with your beliefs um, in relation to your brand, at least you know you're you are ethically increasing your brand's ability to gain more followers and also increase the likelihood of those followers becoming fans. Uh, but don't intentionally try to piss people off. You know, that's not what I'm trying to get at here. Um, but at this point, you know, I hope, you know, throughout this entire episode, I was able to kind of sell you on the idea that aiming to build a community is the place you should be aiming when it comes to, you know, increasing your audience. I also hope that I inspired you to be a bit more authentic when it comes to uh, creating your content online. And I uh, also hope that you feel a little bit more confident to just kind of share what your beliefs are to your community. 
And if you'd like to learn the actual steps that are required for building the foundation for a strong and loyal community, I'm actually going to be creating uh, more episodes, breaking that down. You know, I'm going to break down the exact steps that you need to follow. So you know, keep an eye out for that. And to wrap up this episode, I just want to say, you know, you should know that aiming for growth is, you know, you're simply, you're simply aiming too short. Think of the bullseye. Instead, you got to focus on building a community. You know, you're aiming above the bullseye there. And a strong community will lead to long-term success uh, because basically, like, the internet, the culture of the internet, it's shifting more and more to a place where those who can provide connection and a sense of community are those who are going to see the most success online. So... I want to know, you know, what are your, what are like two to three beliefs or what are like two to three core convictions of yours that will help to quote, you know, draw your line in the sand for your show? You know, let me know. I'd be very curious to hear what that is. So thanks so much for listening. Um, I really appreciate it. You know, share, like, subscribe, all that stuff. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Want to be part of a community of like-minded, impact-making podcasters? Or maybe you'd like to get access to exclusive trainings to help grow your podcast for free? If so, I highly recommend you come check out the Impact Podcaster Academy private Facebook group. In this group, I upload exclusive content, free downloads, and interact with members one-on-one. It's a great place to ask questions, share feedback, and get plugged into a group of passionate and skilled people who can help take your show to that next level. It's a fun place to come learn, ask questions, and contribute in. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Impact Podcaster Academy. That's facebook.com forward slash group forward slash Impact Podcaster Academy.